to another edition of the IDCA to Infinity Paradigm and Beyond podcast, where we bring in the most recognized faces and thought leaders of the technology industry and have candid discussions on industry topics that are top of mind for IT professionals. This time, I am joined by Sri Suki, founder and CEO of Selecular. Sri, thank you very much for joining us today. Hey, Mark. Yeah, it's a pleasure to join uh, joining the podcast. Um, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> yeah, looking forward to a nice chat. Thank you. Same here. Um, so you know, give the audience a little bit of background on you. What are you, what are you doing today it's with Selecular and, and maybe how you got there? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, just starting chronologically. So my background, it's been in distributed systems and data science and quality of service and things of that sort, like, uh, you know, combination of uh, infrastructure and math and, you know, fun stuff. Uh, and uh, Solicular is uh, a little over two years old. And uh, we started off with this idea of applying data science to uh, bring about more efficiencies in the world across different domains. Um, and in the process, what we've built is an AI platform for distributed enterprises uh, to connect their raw data at the edge to, uh, from there all the way to identifying the means for top-line growth as well as uh, bottom-line efficiency in their organizations. Now, our focus is on time series data. You know, there's, there's a lot of AI going around in various flavors. Um, and we are focusing mainly on things that um, you know indicate some kind of quantitative progression, diurnals, and various different patterns in different domains. These could be like workload patterns, or you know, power draw, or um, you know, um, power generation, or uh, uh, you know, network traffic. All of these represent time series data for us, and we have significant intellectual property in this area to efficiently learn, forecast, and apply controls in various environments from the cloud to the edge. Our use cases uh, range from capacity planning to failure prediction to simulating various scenarios uh, layered on top of our forecasts. Um, and uh, you know, more uh, complex features involve like uh, identifying resiliency of a distributed infrastructure. And infrastructure could be, you know, distributed IT or power grid or, you know, anything that has um, different components that can take over and has like a wide geographical distribution. So anyway, so that's kind of our uh, overall uh, direction where we're going. We're excited. Um, you know, we have uh, some several interesting prospects lined up, and we're working with a couple of large uh, distributed enterprises uh, in, to solve these problems. Well, I mean, um, it sounds also simple when you describe it. Um, all kidding aside, um, right. you know, the problems you guys are trying to solve are, are, um, are sort of like um, the, um, uh, you know, for lack of a better description, um, giving the consumer the ability to reach their hands safely into the back black box of complexity and come out with actual answers. Um, and, uh, uh, that's pretty impressive, especially uh, as we move into this uh, day and age. And I know you and I have had some of these conversations already. Uh, mm -hmm. This day and age of, uh, as you already described, uh, much more distributed IT. People mm -hmm. at uh, things like edge computing. The fact that technology companies are likely to be, um, you know, in a lot more countries 
than a traditional enterprise would be. And, and, and most companies are trying to become technology companies. So, um, yeah, I would, I would argue you're, um, you're doing great stuff at the right time. So outstanding. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> that, and I, I definitely agree with the more companies becoming technology companies. Um, I, that trend's been going on the past five years and I think it's a great trend. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. And so it only makes what you guys are doing that much more valuable from an um, enterprise opportunity standpoint. Right. So, you know, you know, thinking about that a little bit and, and going into some discussions that, you know, uh, I would venture a guess that a lot of what we talk about today will tie back to opportunities like we just talked about um, uh, and, um, and, you know, technology solutions uh, like we just talked about, but um, you know, what do you see, uh, getting more specific, what do you see are the trends in infrastructure and application deployment, or maybe even in demand, that might put pressure on the average IT shop? Um, and maybe, you know, what kind of pressure are people likely to see? Yeah, yeah. So we've had several conversations with the VP of IT personas at various enterprises. Um, including telcos, industrial, finance, and other types of organizations. Um, so what I'm sensing is a tension between needing their applications at desired locations with achieving cloud-like economics, right? So the, the location requirement comes from uh, several sources, including you know, low, low latency service availability in uh, individual geographies to security, regulatory, and jurisdiction requirements. Um, and, you know, the need for cloud-like economics, that's, that's pretty clear because, you know, that's where the cloud is. And if, you're, if you want your infrastructure to be competitive with that, and if you want developers to take to it, then it has to have the cloud-like properties. Well, um, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, and that jives with um, uh, arguments in, and not arguments in a negative sense, but... Um, uh, points that I've made in talks or in blogs I've written in the, over the last couple of years. And, and, and you know, I, uh, it's funny, I, I have the bad habit sometimes of, of not waiting for someone who's talking to me to get to the end before I, I want to come back with my smart answer or smart follow-up <laughs> question. And, and you, and in reality, you, you already answered my, my quote unquote smart um, follow-up question. And that's that uh, if, if what we're seeing is true, and, and I think it's safe to argue that what we're seeing relative to companies becoming technology platforms, being more distributed, having mm -hmm. to do work and be successful in multiple geographies, et cetera, et cetera, um, and therefore finding more opportunities to get value out of running some of your own infrastructure, mm -hmm. then at a minimum, as you already described, all I'm really doing is repeating what you already said, but at the minimum, what uh, you're suggesting that um, companies that do that need to be in a position to be able to say, yes, we believe we need to run this. And yes, we can do it with the uh, economics of people and cost and time to value that are at least roughly comparable with, um, you know, attempting to buy the same services from a local cloud provider. Correct. Or even cheaper in some cases. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and, and you know, in many cases, I've seen that. And again, that's something I've argued for years as well, is that mm -hmm. uh, being in the cloud, uh, public cloud, isn't about um, economics per se. Um, it's about um, value and 
So the right in in many organizations, <clears throat> the importance or value of specific implementations will dictate whether allowing um, the cloud public cloud infrastructure um, companies to own the responsibility for um, building and scaling out those implementations um, is better versus doing something internally. And, and you know, those, those decisions are complex based on any number of things like how big you're going to grow, how steady your workload is, how distributed you are, um, right. how complex the support models are, et cetera, et cetera. But anyway, um, I'm talking too much and I need to get back to letting you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. You promised as much earlier. <laughs> I, I know. I know. So what, um, you know, what, what other considerations should people make uh, in, in this kind of model tree? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, if, if, if they're not there already, cloud native software defined infrastructure and Microsoft ar microservice architectures are mandatory by now, right? And a lot of them are in transition towards that. Um, and in addition to that, for distributed enterprises, and this can even include like banks with lots of branches, right? Like when I say distributed enterprise, it's a large class of companies. Um, they are headed more towards edge native applications. And that involves modeling their information hierarchy across geographies and, uh, you know, recognizing that not Every day, not all data needs to go everywhere, and being judicious about what services to locate close to the action. You know, if it's sensor driven or if it's uh, driven to local control of a robotic arm, you know, where where to locate that information versus what needs to be in the cloud, public or private. Um, you know, that I, I think is is a key consideration um, with where the world's going for distributed enterprises. No, uh, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, that's good. Uh, okay, that's well. That's a, a great way to wrap up that um, kind of that first question. So on to another question. Um, you know, edge computing and digital transformations seem to go hand in hand. Um, and um, you know, I make that assumption. I'm not sure that everyone in the industry um, makes that assumption. What's your take? Yeah, I mean, the quick answer is yes. Like uh, you know, you have billions of real world things turning into digital entities, right? And they have sensors and actuators and, you know, voice recognition and, uh, you know, moisture sensing and temperature readings that can all be part of networked shared data. And, you know, the massive amount of data that's originating from the fringes, as well as the localized decisions that need to be made, that transformation is best matched by a corresponding infrastructure transformation that becomes decentralized. So I think as devices get smarter around the world, um, edge computing becomes a necessity. Yeah, uh, uh, again, I, you know, I, I already believe that. So I'm agreeing with everything you said and, and I like the way you describe it. Um, and uh, I've, I've been heard recently um, describing edge as uh, the hand to the company's body um, mm -hmm. in the sense that uh, you know the, the best way for the body to reach out and touch someone and and um, engender feelings of trust or friendship or strength or um, uh, any of the other myriad um, emotions and senses mm -hmm. that can be 
had by just shaking someone's hand mm-hmm. um, is that that's the company's opportunity is through that uh, access to the edge. Right. Yeah. I think uh, the it, it is it is a dream if we if we think all of this is going to get connected and you know exactly how to achieve that is going to be the big question, right? And uh, extending the cloud-like properties and the cloud-like economics that we talked about earlier all the way to the edge is our challenge as an industry. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And, and um, you know, I want to talk about opportunities a little bit uh, associated with that. Uh, I, I have the feeling you have some strong comments there, but <laughs> if we go to the idea of opportunities, um, I want to hit on something that you know, it, it, it probably should have come through in the first part of our conversation, but in case it didn't come through for the audience, I want to hit again on, the, on an assumption that I hear quite frequently from others um, that are in the know in the industry or, or should be in the know in the industry. And that's the assumption that, um, yeah, edge computing will be great, uh, except that it'll only be good for... Um, uh, uh, high value workloads because it's going to be um, more expensive uh, um, to provision and manage. And so I just want to go back again and, and, and maybe have you repeat maybe in a different way so that the audience really gets the idea that, that um, we don't need to make the assumption that um, enabling uh, an edge environment has to by virtue um, be more expensive because of its distributed nature. Right. Yeah. So that. Yeah. So firstly, it doesn't account for commoditization, right? Which is bound to happen with volume. Yeah. Um, and secondly, you know, what is the alternative, right? Like, if you're talking essentially exabytes of data, like being hauled to the cloud, where you're paying your two cents a gigabyte a month, <laughs> and you know, running all the analytics on that, then you know, there, there, there's like a physics problem there, right, at some point, and that will translate to a monetary problem for whoever's paying for it. Um, so it's more efficient to distribute compute and that the econ- economics of that is sooner or later gonna kick in. I think the big question is like, how soon, right? Like, I mean, is it two years? In which case it's, it's a, of a lot of interest for a lot of us, including startups, and is it 10 years? In which case it's not as interesting right now. Right. Right, right. Uh, I think that makes sense. So uh, I delayed us. I apologize. Let's go back to opportunities. Tell me a little bit about what you see as kind of the opportunities. We talked about uh, the edge being the hand and and um, and the importance of being able to enable that. Uh, talk a little bit about what you see as the opportunities there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, there's uh, several companies, small and large, working on uh, vertical applications uh, that are that make the intelligent edge, right? And this ranges from smart retail to smart management of electric fleets to smarter janitorial services. You know, these are all things that are uh, companies that are improving efficiencies out in the real world. But, you know, stepping back from that and like from this world of individual use cases to uh, stepping back to as like, you know, systems people, like, you know, what is the kind of mesh we want to create, right? Because you know, if you go back decades, we have the internet and then the web, you know, these are sort of like layers of protocol and layers of higher, higher and higher sophistication that have been created, right? So what is the future mesh that we want to create that accommodates um, and uh, pro- serves the 
distributed nature of digitalization um, to its uh, to its end. Right. So, right. So, is, is it a mesh of applications or a mesh of intelligence? So, I think it's both. And um, you know, the, this notion of AI that we've been bandying about, and you know, there's there's a lot of great stuff that has come out of AI. Um, I think where that's headed is that it's going to get absorbed into smart applications and services. You know, just like, you know, when I'm driving my, you know, Kia Nero EV, I'm not thinking about like the 50 computers that are in that car. Right. They just work, right? To the, the application is the car. Yep. And right. And, and similarly, you know, AI is going to get embedded into various parts of a distributed application extending from, from all the way from the cloud to, you know, the so-called fog layer to the far edge and individual things, right? Individual IoT devices. Right, right. Yeah, so, the, so, you know, creating this intelligent mesh, right, that, that drives the innovation on the infrastructure side. That, that is our challenge as infrastructure people. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I mean, it's, um, and it is a challenge. I mean, I, I, you know, and I, um, I think about, um, uh, you know, when, I, when, I'm, when I'm thinking about deployments, and, you know, you know me a little bit, you know that I'm, um, uh, historically, uh, an infrastructure geek. Um, and, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, so when I think about edge deployments, um, uh, and we've talked a little bit about what, uh, you know, your considerations and even your company's considerations relative to um, helping to um, bring some level of measure and, um, and uh, resilience to distributed infrastructure. Mm -hmm. How do you see distributed infrastructure um, management being different from, um, you know, a more centralized approach, right? Not, and and I, I realize that's a very open-ended question. I guess I'm being more specific to, do you, do you believe that um, outside of some of the things you've already talked about from your product or from, you know, market demands, what do you see mm -hmm. as some of the things that the average IT um, infrastructure head or engineer, uh, what do you see them as having to solve for uh, on the edge market that might be similar to what the SREs are solving for in a Google data center? Right, yeah, so um, yeah, I think one of the key pieces, once we're talking distributed infrastructure across various different sites, a lot of which is unmanned, right, that that leads to a lot of IT becoming autonomous, right? Um, it's, uh, there is a lot of uh, autonomous operation already in traditional data centers, um, but that property carries over and gets amplified as it moves towards the edge and becomes more distributed. So the, the, the traditional IT mindset, you know, it's already undergone the transformation that, you know, the pets to cattle, you know, the much uh, repeated um, metaphor, um, as well as the focus shift from IT per se to towards applications, right? Um, and then the, the third one on top of that is the shift in top management from IT as a necessity and a, or like a necessary evil towards IT as a source of opportunities, right? Like a source of top line growth. Right. Uh, right. right. So, so, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I was just going to say, and so <clears throat> am I being over, overly simplistic when I say that as technology companies, this sort of has to become 
a um, an, ex, an area of expertise, whether it's all designed internal expertise or shared expertise with um, with industry partners, but it has to become an area of expertise for a much larger portion of the of the enterprise population. If by virtue of them becoming platforms or technology companies, they're going to be more like a PayPal or a Box or um, an eBay, and mm -hmm. As you already pointed out, their infrastructure will, in effect, become um, their driver for revenue opportunities. Right, right, and and also the nature of you know what is the definition of someone to be in IT? I think that's transformed, right? Like that's that's evolving yeah. and will continue to evolve. Yeah, um, yeah, and the, the focus is on like you know even by by the time we're talking SREs, we're talking about you know keeping the service up and running, right? Right, and yeah, so that that that's what I see going farther forward and taking advantage of uh, autonomous action as much as possible, so that we the the human involved is uh, is there to ensure that the actions being taken by infrastructure are tied to business goals. Right, right. No, that makes a lot of sense. Um, so you know, as we as we uh, come close to. Um, uh, wrapping up what I think has been, well, at least for me, a very interesting session. Thank you very much. Um, tell me, you know, a little bit, uh, you know, as you as you see trends hitting the market right now, and, and we know we've hinted at some, certainly like a, a digital transformation or companies becoming technology companies, um, mm -hmm. edge computing, artificial intelligence, et cetera. Um, you know, give us a, a couple of your thoughts for the next uh, two or three years as as what you see as um, maybe you know uh, uh, either impacts or uh, you know directional opportunities for the um, average enterprise or IT organization. Um, sure. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, where we're heading is you know how do we build a self-organizing, resilient, distributed network, right? And and here, the, the word network takes on a new meaning, right? Like as network back in like, you know, Cisco router days, 90s, well, you know, that you have the TCP IP stack and the OSI and, uh, you know, it ended at the application, right? But yeah. I think where we're headed is a network of distributed intelligence, right? Like a network of mini brains, if you would. Right. Um, right. So going beyond TCP IP and REST, um, we're really focusing on AI applications that are going to be prevalent, right? AI is the new software. And um, all those layers underneath the networking layers and, you know, HTTP and everything still exists, but, you know, they, I think they will continue to exist to serve this distributed intelligence that's going to connect um, all the sensors and controllers to the business goals of the organization. Yeah. Well, Scares the crap out of me. I, I know about as much. <laughs> uh, I know about as much about AI as I do about rocket uh, building. So um, <laughs> it's closer to dog training, <laughs> is yeah, what I realized. Yeah, I know it sort of is. I mean, that's about as much as my knowledge is. I, I could be. I could be one of the dogs being trained, maybe, um, <laughs> or the trainers. Yeah. So, um, Shree, this has been fascinating uh, and really good. Um, uh, thank you very much for coming on the show. Um, any final words you want to pass on to the audience? Um, you know, AI is going to be there. Let's embrace it. Distribution of 
infrastructure is going to be there. Let's embrace it. Yes, your shower hood is going to be smart. Let's uh, see how to make that a better world, right? Yep. Yep. Well, and that's that's the, the freaky part about it is that uh, <laughs> almost everything will be smart. I don't know if you saw, uh, I tweeted um, a story, I think it was yesterday, about mm -hmm. um, a Japanese company that's working on intelligence in homes that would right. allow for just-in-time healthcare, basically. That's right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. So, you know, it's it's like home. Yeah, your, your house is a nurse, basically. You know, it's, it's that's right. Yeah, just thing. So yeah. Anyway, um, folks, thank you very much for joining. Uh, I hope you appreciated um, Shree's take on on what we're seeing in the infrastructure world and the edge world uh, these days. Um, uh, I think what he's working on is fascinating, and uh, always value his opinions and thoughts on um, on where the industry is going. Um, so thank you very much for joining uh, today, Shri. And um, First, yeah. by the way, where where can um, uh, folks find you if they're if they want to follow you or or yeah, know. yeah, I'm on LinkedIn at Sri Suki, and we're Solecular.com, spelled just like molecular, right, with the S at the beginning. Um, and you can reach me at Sri, spelled S R I, at Solecular.com. Awesome, awesome. Um, so thank you very much again. And uh, uh, folks, if you have any suggestions for, for someone that you think might make a good candidate for the podcast, feel free to email me at podcast at idc-a.org. And until next time, I'm Mark Teeley, and you can find me on LinkedIn or on Twitter at mteeley10. Thank you very much. Thank you, Mark. <laughs>